Welcome to the Hero Realm. I'm Josh Brown. I'm Nick Ross. And after a long hiatus, we're back. Yay! So we've got Winchester's Flash final season premiere and episode two of that season as well. Black Adam and Black Panther to cover. Yep. And we also have an updated list of upcoming Marvel projects and DC projects. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So first we have the most, the three most recent episodes of the Winchesters. So from episode eight, hang on to your life. We see an appearance of somebody we've, we've remembered from Supernatural. Yes. Yep. Although, is it Gabriel Loki or Loki Loki? True. Because both were played by the same guy. Right. (laughs) I don't know. I I can't remember. Like when, when he took over Loki. Did the real Loki just go into hiding, or? Well, I want to say this would probably be, well, I know we talked about it a little bit, that if this is canon, is this before Gabriel met Loki, or? I think Gabriel met Loki in Supernatural during the first apocalypse. Okay. When Lucifer was cast out of heaven. All right. So that was many, many millennia ago. Yes. <laughs> so I think that's when he decided to get it. I, I think so. But anyway, so this one, as we remember from the previous episode, um, Samuel has an appearance who is um, the guy from, what's his name? Tom Welling. Tom Welling, who was on Smallville. Yes. So he is playing Samuel on this series. So he... Uh, he reveals that he has been looking for a way to get rid of the monsters to give Mera a normal life, but then discovered the Akrita and wanted to keep her away to protect her. So <clears throat> they he kind of clashes with everybody, but they eventually make peace. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, the uh, we know pre- previously the ostium was broken, so Millie tries to re- is you know working to repair it so they right. can capture the queen, and then this is when we see Loki appear. He uh, he demands that Jericho and Carlos uh, sacrifice innocent people to save themselves, but Carlos refuses to to sacrifice his friends, mm-hmm. and they end up battling Loki. And Loki gets trapped in his own hand mirror. Yes. As so, and now he's defeated. Which I didn't catch this at the time, but I guess um, uh, the guy who played God, mm-hmm. um, um, I can't think Rob of his name. Benedict. Okay. Made an appearance in this episode. He did? Evidently. I'm I missed it, but somebody said that he was a band member. He played the keyboard. He was he was in disguise. You couldn't recognize him. Okay. So it was like a brief second, but they said he that he appeared in this episode as a background character that you wouldn't even notice, obviously, because it was hidden. Yeah, because I'm gonna have to now that you say yeah. that, I'm gonna have to go back to that episode yeah. and watch and see He's if a, I can catch he was it. A, I think a keyboard player they said. Okay. So. And when because you know they have the band playing, and they right? Sing. So yeah, he's in there, evidently in the background. Hmm. So I have to go back and look at it. So anyway, um, so now he's defeated. Um, so Samuel leaves to hunt down a, a way of stopping the Akrita, and then the rest of the team goes back to hunting the queen. Right. And then <clears throat> at the end of an episode, John sees a picture of a man 
who uh, gave him Henry's letter, and it turns out to be Dean. Yeah, I was going to say, that looked that was very Dean. much like Dean. Oh, no, it was Dean, because you remember Henry and Dean met in Supernatural right. when, Dean, when, when Henry went to the future. Mm-hmm. So, and then that's when Henry dies, is yeah. in the future, at that. So, yeah, so that's when, if you remember from Supernatural, he, they had already met. Yeah. So, from this episode, now, so far, out of every episode this season, this is actually the first one I've seen someone give a 10 out of 10 review, saying this episode was unbeatable, the plot advances, and so much more. Spent the hour alternately giggling, crying, and screaming with shock delight. The acting of Tom Welling and Bianca Kajlik, which, oh, I, which I have no idea. She's Millie. Okay. As well as the Scooby Gang was great. The locations and costuming, their usual delight, and the writing and directing, superb. I love the callbacks to the mothership, and Richard Spate nailed the character again in quadruplicate yet. JoJo's rendition of Hard Times just topped Dylan's for me, and that says a lot because I don't just go with the pipes. Heart matters here. I'll be re- I will be re-watching all of the episodes probably many times, but this one will be impossible to top. So I'll be when so I'll be running around humming Stephen Foster with breaks to clutch my- to clutch my heart and chant season two season two. So yeah, if any of you don't know, so far there hasn't been any word of a second season for the Winchesters, but. I guess, if anything, it'll probably just depend on how the rest of the season pans out to if they get a season two or not. I think that's everything for that episode. Mm -hmm. So the next episode we have is episode nine, Cast Your Fate to the Wind. So this episode, we pretty much get vampires. Oh, yes. (laughs) Now the group finds themselves fighting vampires and John has a vision of dying at the fangs of their leader. So, now if I remember correctly, they were looking for some amulet? Yeah, it was in the, the, it was there in the clubhouse. Yeah, and the amulet, I don't remember the exact name of the group that it was to, but it was pretty much, you wear the amulet, you pretty much see the future, more or less. So, let's see if I can find something here that... The what, the group that they worship? Yeah. The Usatore. Okay, the Satori. And like I said, pretty much wear the amulet, you pretty much see the future. But it doesn't really give you the exact parameters of the future, just what will mainly happen. And so far, from every vision that's been seen, has come true. So for John, when he holds it or wears it or whatever... He ends up finding out that, well, he's going to be killed somewhere where there's a red carpet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the leader, Hollywood. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the leader sees pretty much the same the same vision, but neither one of them sees what parameters come from it. So, from what we know from Supernatural, is that for killing vampires, decapitation. Mm-hmm. And for at least weakening them, dead man's blood. Yep. Well, we see both of those here. Yeah. So basically, John has the crazy idea to 
die, yeah. more or less. Electrocution. Yes. But to where his blood doesn't get sucked out, he demon's blood or demon's blood. Well, if that were Sam, that'd be the yeah. case. <laughs> but dead man's blood, which pretty much weakens the leader, and they can eventually kill the leader. And you pretty much see the connection with John and Mary just from how hard they're trying to revive him. Yeah. And it pretty much makes you wonder, well, I mean, we pretty much know how it pans out, but... And then the review that... We had actually another good review for this episode. This person said this show is actually getting better. (laughs) At first I thought the second half of the Winchesters was going to be bad because the first six episodes were not good at all, but episode seven, episode eight eight and episode nine is actually really good. I hope it keeps getting better as it goes, as it goes on. There is still, that's very bad grammar. There is still flaws, but it's not something to be angry about. Like the fight scenes are still cheap and sloppy and the acting is still meh. I just hope that, I just hope that gets improved in the next four episodes. I mean, I don't know if it will, but I would like to believe it will as the show goes on. The characters are getting better as the show goes on anyway. This is a long this is a long review, pretty good. See, my problem with prequels is you know the ultimate, you know the ending. Right. Like, you know what eventually happens. Right. Because you've seen sequ- the the you know, the sequels mm-hmm. which came out obviously before. Yeah. So, you know, that's the thing. Like you know, John and Mary get, are going to get married, and they're going to have two kids, and mm-hmm. you know the future. So, you know, it's, it's my, my issue with prequels is just you just know what's happening. Right. And I mean, because, like, Star Wars, you, of course, had episodes 4, 5, and 6. Yep. Then 1, 2, 2, and 3 came out. But the only twist with Star Wars, then years later, you have episodes 7, 8, and 9. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I know that... Some prequels, I've never really been big on prequels just because of the same reason yeah. that you have. But this, even though we know what's ultimately going to happen, it's at least dealing with a monster that we haven't seen yeah. in Supernatural. And like with Loki, or there's still a chance the people that can appear right. who have died on Supernatural. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they're still alive at this point in time. I mean, because we could ultimately see God and Amara again. Mm-hmm. We could ultimately see, well, would Crowley at this point be Fergus still? No, I think he'd still be Crowley. Okay. He'd just be a crossroads demon. Yeah. And then Asmodeus, evil Colonel Sanders. And then... Pretty much the only person you couldn't see is Lucifer because he's locked in his cage. Right. He has not been released at this point. Yeah, because that didn't happen until season five of Supernatural. So... Yeah, because technically you could still see Michael, couldn't yeah, you? Yeah, he's still around. Yeah, Michael, Zacharias. Cass would probably be in a different body. Raphael. <laughs> yeah, so technically, yeah, Lucifer would be the only one. Unless you go into the, the or his cage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's where he's at. Everybody else is just doing their own thing. Yeah, I mean, I would almost like... Now, after we've seen... The picture that, of course, shows Dean. I would almost like to see Dean actually show up yeah. in this timeline. I also like to see original death. I liked him. Yeah. <laughs> just go into a pizza parlor yeah. and just... 
He was, he was one of my favorite characters on the show. Of course, Dean killed Death in season 10. Yeah. So, yeah, that's everything for that episode. So now on to episode 10, Suspicious Minds. It uh, starts in 1957, where Dorothea Wilcox is attacked by Akrita and put into a vegetative state. And in the present, uh, the Akrita, they're, they're, using, they're trying to focus on um, using the what they call them, the monster club yeah to fight to find uh dean who brought the hunters to stop him yeah so um uh, they're uh, failing after um they're looking for the for the akrita queen or all the locations that samuel had scouted and they can't find her so they they go to rock and roxy for help who was previously under the akrita spell yeah so they're using hypnosis to kind of recall her possession and see if they can find the queen through her. Um, she gives, um, and then they offer to erase her memories after that, but she doesn't want to because she wants to remember how what she went through was ultimately used to stop the Akrita. So um, at the location that she provided them, they spot several Akrita there, and they found the, and to where the queen is. So... <clears throat> Meanwhile, John and Mary are approached um, by a man who said he used to be part of the Middle Letters, named Porter Hobbs, and he offers a way to stop the Akrita, because he had previously stopped them back in 57, where we started the Or episode. so he says. Yeah. But they turn to find out that he was actually Jack Wilcox, who was kicked out of the Order because of human experimentation, yeah. after Henry exposed him. Um, so his plan was to transfer his and Dorothea's consciousness into John and Mary's bodies, but he dies in the fight, and Dorothea's life is his life support is disconnected. And then at the end of the episode, John is ambushed by Kyle, who we see in the previous episode is under the mind control of the Akrita, mm -hmm. and he is going to frame John for his murder. So. So that pretty much gets us caught up on the Winchesters, which mainly, I guess the question now is what's going to happen throughout these next three episodes? Yeah. Because as we pretty much know is there's three episodes left until the season finale or possibly series finale if they don't end up renewing it. Yeah. So that's everything for Winchesters, and now on to Flash. So, we know from that theme that Flash is back. Flash is back. Yes, I know I used Cisco's line from season four, but I mean, that pretty much explains it. But yes, we are into the start of the final season of The Flash. So, yeah, I don't think we've really spoiled anything in terms of what could be coming, except for the fact that we do know that Red Death is going to be in this season. But this first episode is titled Wednesday After, Wednesday Ever After. So, 
Barry and Iris are reliving the same day over and over. Joe has a heart to heart with Cecile. And we pretty much have some old and new come up. So in this episode, the first thing that we see is a new Captain Boomerang who goes by the name of Owen Mercer, which I know this to be basically Owen Mercer was confirmed back for season six. But of course, because of COVID and everything, things got all jumbled and whatnot. And of course, now we're getting Owen Mercer now, which in the comics, Owen Mercer was actually the son of the original Captain Boomerang. But aside from that, he's mainly stealing. What is it he's stealing? The uh, accelerator. Right. Uh, Yeah. Because we pretty much already know that Red Death is trying to build a time machine. Yeah. At least from some of the trailers that have come up. But the big thing is, ever since the events of last season, Barry has created a map book. Which, basically, everything that's going to happen, when it happens. And, yes, he's practically time-traveled to find out all Mm -hmm. this. (laughs) Which means, technically, Iris is supposed to get pregnant three months from now. Which, three months from now, the season's going to be over. (laughs) Yeah. But Maybe that's how it's going to end. Well, that'd actually be kind of interesting to see baby Nora and Bart. Mm-hmm. And then it'd be over after that. Which, honestly, if they do decide to do some sort of spinoff for Flash, which we all, all know how that goes. Yeah. yeah. Then I would actually like to see kind of an excess and or impulse spinoff. Yeah. But at least have instances where Barry could show up. Yeah. Because timeline's been changed so many times. I mean, anything can happen now. But now this this episode has so many different storylines, though. Because we have Barry and Iris who are in the time loop. Joe and Cecile talk about the fact of wanting to leave Central City. Chester and Allegra have their own storyline. And, well, we'll get to this in the next episode of the two that we have to cover, but Caitlin is technically dead. Yeah. (laughs) So, but, for a review of this episode, now this person loved it, surprised that Barry and Iris are having quality time together, but the scenes were not steaming hot, as they were saying in the interviews. I thought the romance was going to be more sex was going to be more sexier. Okay, that's even a worse grammar than this because they were hyping us through the interviews, but it's nice to see them together and I hope they try and show us some more romance than the one we have. Also, can't wait to see what happens with Caitlin, but I don't want her to consume the show because it was her fault from the start and she must and she must be held accountable for her actions. Important note, can't wait for Red Death to return to turn Central City upside down. Yeah, and we really don't know what Red Death is going to do yet or who it is because yeah. of the, what, broken Batman symbol on his suit? Yeah. Well, according to the comics, he's an evil version of Batman from Earth-52. Okay. <laughs> so the multiverse is coming back into play. Evidently. 
Because if that's the case, then we should have technically a Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Now, my question is, if that's the case, will it be the one that we had in Crisis? That, well, no, that one's from Earth-99, I think. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. Maybe it's the Bruce that we never got in Batwoman. Maybe. <laughs> but, yeah, on to the second episode. Hear no evil. So this one deals with very much this Caitlyn Snow episode. Yes. She is a blank slate. She's neither Frost nor Caitlyn. So she's, they're trying to decide, you know, how, trying to restore her back to both of them is what, mm-hmm. they, what um, uh, Mark's Blaine says he's trying to do. But secretly, he's just trying to bring back Frost. Right. Um, so once they find out that, they take a vote to find to who they all should want, who would rather they want back. And they end up voting for Frost. But they finally come to the conclusion that they should let her decide who she wants to be. Right. Uh, meanwhile, um, Hartley Rathaway is attacked by a new fiddler. And he goes to the Star Labs for help. He... Uh, after he he talks with uh, Snow, and he goes to try to kill the Fiddler, but the Flash stops him, and they end up rescuing his boyfriend, and then Mercer, and everyone else. Yes, and then Mercer comes in and steals Hartley's sonic gauntlets, and goes and retreats with the Fiddler, who they've identified as Andrea Walzak, Walzak, and <clears throat> then they go and bring the gauntlets and stabilize the. Um, the speedster were red death. So he takes physical form at the end. And then snow decides to live, live her life as her, as her own self named Keon. What does it say? Keon. Keon. And they destroy the, uh, CRC machine. But Mark is not happy about this. And he, he leaves angry and he's, he's vows to get revenge for that. Yeah. And, I was actually looking because I felt like the person who played Fiddler on the roof. Well, no, Fiddler <laughs> in this episode. She was actually an episode of Supernatural. Oh, well, a lot of people were <laughs> right. But yeah, honestly, I kind of now the review I'm about to read. They didn't really like this episode much, but I actually kind of enjoyed this episode because. We also got a flashback to when Barry destroyed Caitlin's lab, which, if I remember correctly, that was the episode where he aged immensely and then ended up aging back to, what, two years younger, I think it was, something like that. But the review that this person wrote, this is the kind of episode that I am not expecting to watch in any last season. In fact, I feel it like a season seven episode. It's a pity because the secondary plot of this one was really interesting. We saw again how powerful has... That should say how powerful Barry has become. It says has become Barry (laughs) in last seasons. The Pied Piper stuff should have been the main plot, not the snow one. Literally, I was falling asleep watching it. They should written down in their front how to profit and develop the main plot not the secondary ones. I hope they give us a decent storyline about Red Death and the and the three remaining episodes of this first graphic novel. But again, I don't understand why they don't use in a properly 
way, the this person's grammar is horrible. The episodes to the main plots, especially in the last season. I hope the rest of the season to be cool, enjoying it like I did with Arrow final season, but pretty sure this will see more episodes like this one, focusing on Allegra and Chester for sure. Anyway, hyped to see what is coming, especially with the recent leaks of the last part of the season. So like I said, I enjoyed this episode. Because we at least sort of have a new character in Snow, and already seen what her abilities can do. But we're also looking at, yes, there's going to be multiple plots probably in just about every episode, because... Like, how many loose ends do we have to tie up in this season? Mm. Quite a few. And I can almost say we probably won't see Mark much more throughout the season just because, I mean, we know his motives were mainly to bring Frost back. And honestly, even though Frost is going to be probably a missing link as the season goes on, the one thing I still think from her death is mainly she made the choice to go through the transformation to defeat Deathstorm. So I can see a little bit where this reviewer is coming from, but still I think I think the rest of the season, even though we're only two episodes in, will probably be pretty well smooth sailing. So that's pretty much my take on it. Yeah. But is that pretty much everything for Flash? Yeah, I believe so. All right. Now on to our view of Black Adam. Yes. So in uh, 2600 BC, the tyrannical king, how we, Acton of Kandak. Kandak, I know that one. Creates the crown of Sabak to to attain great power. Um, after uh, attempting to uh, revolt, a young slave boy is given the powers of Shazam by the Council of Wizards, transforming him into Kandok's heroic champion who fights Agton, killing him and ending his reign. So now it's in the present day, and Kandok is is, uh, is oppressed by a gang, a criminal organization. Mm-hmm. And so this archaeologist is a resistant and resistance fire is trying to locate the crown with with her brother so they can try to stop this gang um when she finds it the gang ambushes them kills her brother and forcing her to read her the incantation that awakens teth adam who she believes is um kandok's champion from the past yeah so he he awakens and he kills most everybody there (laughs) and then the Justice Society determines him to be a threat. So Hawkman, Dr. Fate, Cyclone, and Adam Smasher arrive to stop him, but they can't. <laughs> um, and Amanda Waller pretty much assembled this team. Yeah, but they find out that um, he, that Adam was not the savior, but he was an imprisoned killer because his son was the one that was given the powers yeah. back in... BC, and in order to save his parents, his son gave the, transferred his power to his dad, and then his son died, and then which enraged Adam, causing him to kill everybody back then, 
to where everybody thought, now, oh yeah, he's the hero because he killed everybody. But it turns out he wasn't the whole time. Right. So he, um, so then he goes to um, the leader of this gang and then ends up killing him, but in the process, wounding that archaeologist's son. Yeah. So he is upset about this. So he flees. And um, they explain everything about who he really was and how his son was really the the person who who had the power, who was the real true hero. And the the uh, wizards wind up um, imprisoning him because of that. So now the uh, um, the Justice Society locks him in some secret underwater site in Antarctica. and <clears throat> But Dr. Fate has a premonition of Hawkman's death. So they realize that killing their that criminal leader Ishmael with the crown on was his intention all along mm-hmm. because he is reborn as Sabak, the champion of the six epitomous demons, and then rises to, to claim his throne. Yes. So when they... So he fights the justice society which is very undermatched and in order to um spare hawkman's life dr fate sacrifices himself and he dies and but before but before that he uses his astral projection to awake adam from his sleep and goes and saves everyone kills every kills all the bad guys and ends up becoming the he's he decides that the uh, Kandok doesn't need a needs a protector, not a ruler, so he destroys the throne and changes his name to Black Adam. And then in the mid credit scene, um, Waller is talking with Adam, warns him against leaving Kandok, and then Superman arrives and says, "We need to talk." Yep. <laughs> and I love his now practically signature line: "Telling the man in black sent you yeah. or sent me." Yeah. <laughs> But, and did you actually catch the appearance of one of the characters from Peacemaker? Who? The blonde chick. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that was in the scene where they were imprisoning in the stasis okay. thing. Yeah, I thought she looked familiar, and I had to pretty much IMDB yeah. it to see. Well, here's the thing now. Um, um, what's his face playing Superman? Henry Cavill. is not playing Superman anymore. True. So he appears at the end. We need to talk, and we'll never, and we'll have to recast him. Yeah, which what's weird, and I know I mentioned this to you earlier, but I think it's James Gunn that's planning on taking over DC after um, Guardians Three comes out, and he's planning on rewriting the entire DCEU. Hmm. So does that mean that a Black Adam two isn't even going to happen? Or, well, if it does, then see. Ultimately, I I read that they want to have Superman and Black Adam fight. Right. Which, like I said, they'll have to recast Superman because Henry Cavill is no longer playing him. Yeah. And I don't know who they could cast. Although I'd like to see the uh, the guy from Superman Lois. Yeah. Because then they could keep. Because like with uh, Marvel, they have the TV shows and movies intertwined. Yeah, which with Superman Lois, depending on if it 
And it's actually not confirmed that it's been renewed for season four and five or even season four. But if it does get renewed, it'll most likely just move to either HBO Max or Netflix. Yeah. But yeah, besides that, now when it was mentioned that James Gunn was going to take over DC, he actually wants to work with most of the actors from Guardians. So there's actually a theory out there that maybe, um, what's his name? Chris Pratt could become the new Superman. Could. (laughs) Because Guardians 3 is supposed to be practically the last story for this current Guardians team. Meaning there could be another one later on. But besides that, yeah, but I'm, I mean, the storyline for this movie i would say this one went maybe a little slow for me just because of course in every movie you're gonna have an a an a plot b plot and c plot yeah and it's just so yes he decided he chose to give up his powers mainly and be locked up but when you have a rampaging demon on the loose, well, at that time they didn't know he was the demon was there. Well, true. They thought they, they thought they had defeated him and he was done. Right, but yeah, it's like rampaging demon. We need someone who's who's practically impenetrable. Yeah. But yeah, so far, I mean, the DC movies have been a little slow, depending on which movie you're looking at. I mean. The Rock, I mean, he's practically going to be good in just about any movie yeah, he does. Yeah. Now, I can't really say that about Jung- Disney's Jungle Cruise because I haven't seen the entire movie of that yet. Mm. But, I mean, even Jumanji. But, yeah, for this case, I mean, yes, I enjoyed the movie, especially the fight scenes, but just because of length and whatnot, I'd have to give it probably an 8 out of 10. I was thinking seven. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, there's not really much more to say about that one. Yep. So now on to uh... Black Panther. Yeah. like to take a short break from the podcast to pretty much mention a way that you guys can help us now with a small or large donation every month you can help us to keep help us to keep bringing this podcast to you whether it be every week or well as we know our schedules have been clashing lately so maybe not every week but whenever we can now right now we do have working equipment mainly microphones computer basically what we need but we would like to also maybe live stream or even maybe just add some differences and or updates to the podcast. So, like we said, just a small or large monthly donation every month and the link to the support is in the description of the episode. And now we have Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So, this movie, of course, is the sequel to Black Panther. And honestly, the subtitle Wakanda Forever was originally pitched for a Wakanda series that was actually supposed to come up on Disney+. Plus. 
But as we know, this movie at one point was actually delayed a little bit, not just because of COVID, but also because of the death of our beloved Chadwick Boseman. Which I will admit, this was a little bit a little bittersweet to watch, just because. And I know I even said this when we recorded last on the fact of anything pertaining to Jason David Frank because of his passing, what, three months ago now? I think so. But, so, I will say at first, they did start off with what I would call a proper send-off for Chadwick Boseman slash King T'Challa, showing that he pretty much died in battle, more or less. Which, in real life, he technically died in battle as well. Mm-hmm. So, but the main basis between this movie is basically fighting to defend Wakanda against... What was the race of warriors that they were fighting against? Oh, the, uh, the blue people? Yeah. <laughs> Not the blue man group, obviously, yeah. but... <laughs> Um, let's see. The leader was Namor. Right. Um, what were they called? The kingdom was Talokan. Okay. Uh, that may have been what it was, race-wise. Yeah. So, mainly from the Talokan people. Because mainly people were trying, mainly humans were trying to dig up and or just take vibranium for themselves. Which the Wakandan queen actually talked with the United Nations about the vibranium is technically ours. We don't need to share it with anyone, but it still comes to concern all the way back when Captain America first came into play. His shield was made of vibranium. Yeah. But besides that, so... Now, Shuri and Okoye go to, I think it was New York, to try to find... Well, they found the councilman, yada, yada, yada. And he's a little reluctant to help, but he ends up helping in the end. But they find this college student who's basically a genius. And most of her tech is actually Stark tech. Which, her character will actually come into play in a later series titled Ironheart. But we'll get to that later on. And Shuri eventually gets captured. And she has conversations with Namor. And from basically declining anything, she... Basically, the Tolokans go to war against the Wakandans. Which she eventually does copy the plan, the sort of the Black Panther plant thing, and has her afterlife visit with none other than Killmonger. Ooh. And she eventually becomes the Black Panther, but honestly, my view, I was actually a little disappointed with this movie. Just because it seemed it was more political than just yeah. action in general. So, I mean, the Wakandans win in the end, but 
it's really not the greatest of some of the sequels that we've seen. But then the mid-credits scene even shows a bit more because at that point, we've seen there's been some incest within the family hmm. because her sister, uh, Nakia, who's living in Haiti, had a son by King T'Challa, mm -hmm. which technically her brother. <laughs> and, yeah. So, surprised this child doesn't have like three arms. Right. <laughs> so what's your view on the movie? <laughs> yeah, the same thing. I was going, I was going to give it a six out of ten. Yeah, honestly, this is probably the only Marvel movie that I'll actually get, unless there's any that are worse. <laughs> I'd probably give it at least a six and a half. Yeah. Because, yeah, like I said, there, I mean, Marvel movies, there's not too many that disappoint. Now, this one disappointed, I'd say maybe Captain Marvel did as well. Yeah. And it's well, just... What was the... Huh? Um, the, the, um, the one movie. Um, try to think. Oh, Um, sort of an E. Oh, the Eternals. Yeah, that was, was that. Yeah, that one was a bit of a disappointment as well. Yeah. Which there's rumors of a second one, but I haven't seen anything, at least in the upcoming projects. Yeah. But yeah, that was also a bit of a disappointment. Yeah. So, yeah, most Marvel projects don't disappoint, but this one did. And even Hawkeye disappointed a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but is that pretty much everything we have on Wakanda Forever? Mm, I believe so. All right. So now to pretty much end off things a little bit. I've, we've actually got lists of the upcoming projects for Marvel and also DC. And this is also because of the fact that the final confirmed announcement of when the Flash Solo movie is coming out which is June 16th. But first, with the Marvel upcoming, we of course have Ant-Man and the Wasp, which just came out this past Friday. And if anything, we can probably get it covered, if anything, on the next right. episode. So after that, we have Marvel Studios Secret Invasion, which is a Disney Plus miniseries. And that is set for spring of this year. And then we have Guardians 3, which comes out May 5th of this year. So this pretty much says on that we last saw the Guardians in the beginning of Thor Love and Thunder. And this, as far as we know, will be the final story for this Guardian team. And then we have the series Echo, which if anyone remembers, Echo was one of the characters that was featured in Hawkeye, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And that is set for this summer. Loki season two Ooh. this summer. Probably one of the most anticipated. Yes. Which the one thing I actually didn't see on this list when I was looking over it earlier was... The next season of what if mm -hmm. because it came out before loki last 
season, didn't it? If I remember correctly. Yeah. So yeah, Loki, of course, most sought after. Then we have Ironheart set for next fall. And Ironheart, like I said, is the character that we met in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever? Forever. Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And her name is Riri Williams. And basically genius inventor. And she's mainly going to be headlining her own Disney Plus series titled Ironheart. And then we have the Marvels, which is where we'll see Captain Marvel and Ms. Marvel again mm-hmm. in the November of this year, November 10th. And then after that, Agatha, Coven of Chaos. So after Agatha's run mm-hmm. in WandaVision, she gets her own series. And that'll be winter 2023 slash 2024. So I would say late December. Early There's one January. more movie coming out. It's not a Marvel Studios movie. Which one? Craven the Hunter. Oh. It's Columbia Pictures. Okay. So I knew they had talked. I knew there were talks going on about Craven getting his own his own movie. Yep. But okay. So the big one that I was actually even wondering about earlier today, Daredevil: Born Again. Spring of next year. So Charlie Cox, of course, will be reprising Mm. his role as Daredevil. And apparently he's become an MCU favorite after his few episodes with She-Hulk. Yeah. (laughs) And then Captain America New World Order, which, of course, will have Sam Wilson as Captain America in that. And that's for May 3rd of 2024. Thunderbolts, which I don't know a whole lot about that one. So that's July of 2024. And then we have Blade, September of 2024. Which, how many Blade movies have there been now? Because I I haven't seen any of the others. I have not either. Now, Deadpool 3, November 8th of 2024. So we finally get Deadpool's return. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, so we'll get Fantastic Four, Valentine's Day 2025, and then Avengers The King Dynasty, May 2nd of 2025, and then Avengers Secret Wars, May 1st of 2026. So that's everything, at least up to 2026, in terms of Marvel. Mm -hmm. Now for DC, though, this, I think, gives us more than just... DCEU. So, of course, it already mentions Flash Season 9, which already started. Right. Shazam! Fury of the Guards. Yep. Fury of the Guards. (laughs) Shazam! Fury of the Gods, March 17th. So, roughly a little less than a month away. Uh, The Flash movie, June 16th. Now, have you heard of a hero called Blue Beetle? No. Okay. So, Blue Beetle apparently comes out August 18th. But before I go on, let me mention a few things about Flash. We did get a few things confirmed, at least with the trailers. One being that we will have Michael Keaton's 1980s Batman in the movie. But under this list, we'll have Aquaman on Christmas Day, Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom, 
And then apparently Joker got a sequel. I never saw the original. Yeah, did I. It didn't appeal to me. Joker fully ado. October 4th of next year. Superman Legacy, July of 2025. The Batman 2, October 3rd of 2025. And then we have basically... stuff. Right. Which... Now, The Brave and the Bold, I think that's... If that's what I think it is, that's most likely a Batman-based... So that's in development. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. The Authority. Swamp Thing. Uh, Waller slash Peacemaker Season 2. So we'll definitely have to cover that when it comes out. Creature Commandos animated series. Possibly 2024. Going Commando? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Booster Gold. Now, if Booster Gold is who I think it is... We already had that character, at least in the Arrowverse. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Paradise Lost. Not sure what that could entail. Lanterns TV series. Gotham PD slash Arkham. Uh, Matt Reeves Projects Penguin. Okay, Gotham Knights. We'll actually have that coming up in March. Uh, Dead Boy Detectives, The Sandman, Constantine 2. I never saw the first one. No. So, hmm. I mean, we have pretty much descriptions for most of these, yeah. but yeah, that's basically just an updated overview of what we have coming up for Marvel and DC over the next few years at least. So. That's everything for now, and as we always say, keep your eyes peeled, ears open, and stay heroic. Bye. Bye.